Welcome to the Better Business, Better Life podcast. Terry DuPont is the founder of DuPont Advisory Group, a group dedicated to providing comprehensive services to successful business owners, medical, and other professionals. Terry has top-of-the-table status in the prestigious International Million Dollar Roundtable, placing him among the top one-tenth of 1% of all professional financial advisors in the world. Terry's philosophy is, I've learned that I grow and prosper more by focusing on the success of others rather than fretting over my own. Terry is a certified financial professional with the Institute of Financial Wellness, an advisor for the power of zero taxes in retirement, chartered retirement plans specialist, certified wealth preservation planner, and certified philanthropic developer. On the podcast, Terry brings together experts in their field who have succeeded in building their business to share their secrets with you. And now, here's your host, Terry DuPont. Welcome, everybody, to uh, another episode of Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success. I'm Terry DuPont, your host. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're honored to have Sherry Borshoff. She's an enrolled agent with the Internal Revenue Service, and she does accounting work and tax resolution work, tax planning work uh, in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, that's correct, is it not, Sherry? I'm in Carmel, but yeah, the central Carmel, Indiana area uh, is my okay. is my area. Yeah, so welcome to the show. We're glad you uh, accepted the invitation to be on. And uh, uh, again, uh, thank you very much. So Glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Well, Sherry, um, can you sh- tell us uh, in the audience a little more about you and how you started your career? Uh, my goodness. Uh, well... First and foremost about me, uh, I am a wife and a mother of two grown daughters, and uh, my husband and I have a couple of rescue dogs that are getting up there in years. Um, So on that personal side, um, we're very happy and blessed, and between the two of us, we run several businesses. Uh, not the least of which, uh, to me anyway, is the accounting and tax firm. And we do what you said, tax uh, resolution as well as tax planning. We offer bookkeeping and payroll services to small businesses. I do a good amount of small business consulting in that respect. But tax planning is very key. And um So I uh, started my firm in 2011. I had a job as a controller for an electrical contracting firm. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, not to go like all the way back to the beginning of time, (laughs) but um, the the decision to start this firm was uh, made because there are, I was just seeing that there were a lot of folks out there who needed my skill set, but they couldn't afford to hire a full-time controller mm-hmm. for their company. And then it kind of morphed into all of this other stuff that I'm doing now. Um, so, so you are know, you, are you also a, a part-time uh, or virtual or part-time uh, CFO for these uh, businesses, to speak, so to speak? Um, I kind of, um, sort of, I mean, I kind of shy away from saying that I'm a CFO because, um, frankly, that's 
that's putting onus on, you know, helping them run their business. But I do help them with their cash flow and, um, you know, figure out ways. Usually if there's a cash flow problem, frankly, you're either in too much debt, you've got bills you're paying that you shouldn't be paying, uh, or somebody's stealing from you, unfortunately. Um, so I help, um, my small business owners kind of figure out what's going on and, and how to mitigate that and manage their cash flow. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, the history, my history of work goes back to, I, I do have a certificate, um, from IUPUI in paralegal science. Mm-hmm. So I worked as a, uh, paralegal for the, a tax firm <laughs> and um i i really loved that but you know kids and stability and all that stuff so sure i went on to um uh finish my accounting degree and then i got a job for a while with the cpa firm and that was uh too much time spent in the office at the time when you have young kids you know um it was an ultimatum you can either continue that job or you can get a job that's nine to five. So um, I went ahead and got a nine to five job as a controller for a multi-unit restaurant chain. And then I was recruited by the um, electrical contracting firm. So that's kind of like a background in a nutshell of uh, how I came along. I've been an accountant for freaking ever. And um, I'm kind of a, well, yeah, I'm not kind of, I am a tax geek. So, you know, I'm always about the learning and understanding and uh, the government changes the rules, you know, a lot. So um, during the COVID year, they changed the rules in the middle of tax season. Yeah. So, yes, I do tax preparation too, but um that is like, that was the challenging year. I was like, okay, we already filed all these returns for people. <laughs> now you changed the rules. So what do we do? <laughs> you know. Um, what What so. do you think is the biggest challenge you've faced so far? Um, well, in my business, just like in every other business, I think the biggest challenge that I have is managing cash flow. Um, and you, you could just kind of have to push through it sometimes. Uh, but yeah, as a small business owner, hey, I, I completely understand, you know, the uh, Friday night, well, that client hasn't paid me yet, or I haven't gotten that check from that project yet. And how am I going to make payroll on, on sure. Monday or, or on Friday, next Friday, you know? So um, I used to have a boss back in the day, seemed like another lifetime. And he would always say, cash is king, cash is king. That was like his motto. And I was like, I didn't really get it at the time because, you know, I was young and dumb, <laughs> but now I get it. It's like cash flow is the key ingredient to being able to keep the doors open and the lights on, so to speak. Okay. So managing that is, uh, it took me a long time too to to 
get my head around i have to ask for the money sometimes mm-hmm. you know um and i'm i'm working in my own business more towards uh like those contractual client services packages where um you pay me a monthly fee and you get all these services for right. that monthly fee and sometimes there's a little bit of sticker shock that comes along with the services that are necessary uh, for your business. But, you know, um, I think spreading those out for a lot of people, like into uh, one monthly fee is a lot more helpful than here's your $2,500 bill at the end of the year for doing your tax returns or for whatever advice I've given or, you know, so, um, yeah. And, and that is, I think a lot of times a deterrent to a new client signing an engagement agreement. They're just like really afraid of, well, what's it going to cost? And so, um, I view myself, I don't want to get too preachy or anything, but I view myself as a servant to people more than anything um of course i have to charge for my services because you know i got bills to pay too (laughs) i got people on my payroll they expect to be paid um but i really try to work with my clients to to make it so that the money for the services isn't hindering them from getting the services that they need you know um Could you describe a scenario where your expertise in consulting uh, might have significantly impacted <clears throat> business growth? Um, well, uh, without disclosing too much, I, uh, I came into a client who was a roofing contractor. And they also had um, several um, properties that they managed that they rented out to to folks who, you know, um, he kind of viewed it as helping people get into housing. Mm-hmm. Um, people who otherwise wouldn't be able to go to a bank and, and get their, uh, get a house, you mm-hmm. know. Um so I met him at a, a actually a, originally I met him at a, a networking event, a trade show for real estate investors. And we had I had the booth next to his. Um, so so the background there is he starts asking me all of these questions. Turns out he was he had a four hundred one k audit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because whoever wrote the four hundred one k for his business didn't help him manage it. And now he was in trouble. Gotcha. And um, so I came alongside him. I helped him get his QuickBooks and everything uh, all situated. um, Because they were, I mean, he's an old school guy. He likes pen and paper. He was keeping his, I mean, literally the green ledger paper. He was keeping his books that way. And um. Paper is paper is 
volatile because it can be destroyed and it can fade and it can, you know, so, so many things. So I'm still working with him on a couple of things, mainly um, digitizing the receipts and stuff for his business, but we've got him into QuickBooks and we've got him, uh, uh, but to make a long story short, um, this audit from the 401k opened up a whole nother can of worms into the IRS small business division came and audited like a few years of his business because that's how the government works. They like one gets their hooks into you and then all the others, like they come along. So um, he was uh, ultimately going to owe four and a half million dollars in taxes to the IRS. And I mean, it may or may not sound great to people, but, um, you know, I did do an offer and compromise for him. It took a long time to get it all worked out, but we settled on that for $1.15 million. Okay. And um, I think that was probably one of my biggest success stories in making sure that his business could stay open, that he didn't have to liquidate all of his business assets and that, you know, and because that's not a win-win for anybody. If they come along and they say, you've got all of these assets. And I had one guy that I argued vehemently with at the IRS over this, you know, they are rental properties, they are business assets, you know, Mm-hmm. Making him sell all of those business assets to play, pay a tax debt is insanity because then he's not going to owe any more taxes on that income, so to speak. So, you know, what is in your best interest? Not only what's in the taxpayer's best interest, but what's the smartest move here, dude? Um, <laughs> so I that's something that I like about my job is arguing those guys to to say you know this is this is i'm on the taxpayer's side all the way but at the same time it's like you have to have some common sense if you shut this guy's business down he's right. not gonna owe any more taxes on that income because he's not operating anymore so um okay. and i've helped some other businesses you know with with cash flow issues and and things like that and Strangely enough, most of the doctors that have engaged services, they come to me with tax problems already in hand, you know, so we get those straightened out and we get their books all on track. And, and um, I would say that is something that I really enjoy too, is, is having that uh, doctor view me as a sounding board for uh, business decisions that they might have to make, mm-hmm. um, cash flow decisions that they might have to make. And I guess in that respect, I am kind of a outsource CF. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, I come at everything from a, what's it gonna be on a tax perspective? What's that gonna look like from a tax perspective? Not only that, but can you afford uh, this? So. Since you bring that up, um, um, what steps do you take to ensure that uh, a business owner uh, or business owners 
uh, are prepared to handle higher taxes and fees and preventing any unforeseen financial burdens. Uh, that's just a lot of communication and and counseling. Um, and I, like I said uh, before, I encourage my clients to call me, text me, email me, ask me questions. Can't always make them do what I suggest, but you know, a lot of times um, that they they're making a decision from an emotional standpoint. And they really do need to have that, have a sounding board. And I don't want the cost of having that sounding board, you know, because I have colleagues out there who will, who will charge you $250 for a 30 minute phone call, <laughs> you know, yeah. or something like, something like that. And to me is like, I really want to eliminate that obstacle, um, from the equation and I'm not saying that I don't charge for my services but I am saying that I like to work with my clients in a way that they feel comfortable to communicate what's going on with them what's happening in their business you know um had a a, a, a car care clinic operator who kept I mean, he was actually one of my first clients and he opened his um, car care clinic and he kept saying, I'm making, I'm making enough in revenue. I don't understand why I never have any money in the bank. And um, so that was one of those cash flow things that we really kind of got looking into. We looked at, into how the POS and the service writer stuff was working. And that was an unfortunate. We found out the service writer was pocketing all the cash sales. You know, um, and uh, so it's important to reach out. It may feel embarrassing to reach out and say, I'm having this tax problem or I'm having this problem in my business or I don't know um I don't know. It's just communication is the biggest thing sure. that I can't stress enough is talk to your financial advisor, talk to your attorney, talk to your accountant, talk to your banker. Um, you never know where that brilliant idea is going to come from. That's just going to yes. save the day. So if you, uh, well, let's put it day. what is something that uh, you know now that you knew, wish you knew when you started? When I started my business, hmm. um, frankly, how, how difficult it was going to be sometimes, <laughs> you know? Um, I came into my business knowing a lot more than most small business owners know about how a business needs to to run obviously i'd ran businesses for other people and so i knew that tax obligations are part of owning a small business going in um i the cash flow thing was again a big eye opener to me of course i was used to a six-figure regular salary paycheck there for several right. years and then all of a sudden here I am and my husband, who's a health insurance agent, he's been self-employed since before we got married. 
Gotcha. So he was like, you're going to have to start thinking about money in a whole different way. <laughs> and uh, boy, is that true? Sure. You know, you really have to start thinking about money and finances in more of a creative way, really. I mean, you have to, because you still have to pay yourself first. You still have to maintain your investments and your retirement plans and all of those things, as well as, you know, as you grow, pay employees mm -hmm. so that you can continue to grow. And it, and I, I look at it sometimes, I just, I switched out working for one company to working for about 400 companies, mm -hmm. you know, and that gets difficult. Sure. Sure. Um, but I, I do love what I do. So, you know, it's, uh, and, and there are certain aspects of that I love more than others, yeah. But, yeah. I get but, you. <laughs> but running a business is hard. It's not the fairy tale. Oh, you start a business, you're a CEO of a business and you're a billionaire. I wish, you know, I know we all wish that was actually the truth but most of us out there are small business owners i would say small to medium business owners that we struggle every day with uh here's the to-do list i've got to do i've got to do certain things for all of these different people you know whatever business you're in it's the same you have to cater to your clients you just switched out having one boss for having however many clients you have. Right. <laughs> That's how many bosses you got now. <laughs> and people people um, who don't understand what it is to be a small to medium business owner don't understand that. It's It's not like I get to make I mean, I can control my schedule a lot more than most people, but I don't always get to make my own schedule. Right. I mean, because especially in my path, my career path is very deadline driven. Sure. You know, if I don't make that deadline, I could, I could blow everything out of proportion. So. Well, speaking of um, that, uh, how, how, how does um, Orshoff Consulting uh, stay updated with the constantly evolving tax laws and regulations uh, in order to better best serve your clients? Well, I have a lot of continuing education that I um, invest in and I read every day. You know, uh, I subscribe to the IRS bulletins that come out every literally three times a day, some days, you yeah. know. Um, so the IRS updates are the key component in keeping up with the federal government and what's going on and what the resolutions and proclamations and bulletins are, um, in the state of Indiana, uh, puts out a newsletter that I subscribe to also. And then I am the education chair for my local uh, society of enrolled agents. Okay. So, yeah. so I do also make sure that my colleagues, I, you know, uh, state of Indiana is actually going to do 
uh, a webinar for myself and my colleagues in January to go over the state laws, because a lot of times the state will couple with the federal laws mm -hmm. and things. That, I mean, that's easy, but the state can do what they call decouple from a federal law. Um, and uh, so sometimes that's tougher. You know, I, I go back to the COVID year where uh, due to COVID, the federal government said unemployment tax, you know, if you were paid unemployment while you were off for the COVID disaster thing, that that unemployment wouldn't be taxed as income. The state decoupled from that. So even though you didn't have to pay income tax to the federal government, you still had to pay income tax to your state because most states decoupled from that. Do, and, do you have a lot of fun with the uh, uh, all uh, and, and not all of them, but uh, many of the uh, laws and, and regulations are, are very ambiguous uh, that I have found. And you you have fun uh, wading through all that. <laughs> I don't know if I call it fun. <laughs> But I would call it interesting. Do <laughs> uh, you know, it does kind of come down to determination and, and the arguments that you can make to support where you're coming from in that determination. And that's, I use that a lot when it comes to the tax resolution side of my business is, um, well, this can be interpreted one of two ways. And this is how my client doesn't fit that other way that you're trying to interpret it as, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yes, it comes in handy. And I do subscribe to some um, tax research services and uh, some forums where I bounce ideas off of other tax professionals, right. you know, uh, because you never know who's had a case like this before. Exactly. Um when you're dealing with like the the case I mentioned before, the multi-million dollar case, I mean, it's like, okay, how do I make this argument and make it stick? And uh, I mean, one of my colleagues just said, it's just extra zeros. Just yeah. make the argument, you know, <laughs> um, it, the argument fits. Yeah. So, um, and, and sometimes just like, you know, if a lawyer goes to court, it's it's all in the judgey poll <laughs> that you've got to argue argue your case against. And sometimes it's all about the agent that you're trying to deal with. And if if they are like just strictly by the book and they're not willing to negotiate, and sometimes you got to go over their head. You know, yeah. uh, you hate to do that because well. I sometimes hate to do that because it feels disrespectful to the person that I'm trying to deal with. But if I'm not getting anywhere with you, I won't talk to your supervisor. Yeah, you're not trying like, to get a job. You're representing your client. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, Is there something that um, that you try or, or typically uh, want to share with each and every client that you have? every client that I have, I want to um, really drive home the communication is key and record keeping is key to your success here. 
you know um there's like the old saying garbage in garbage out right if i don't have all of the information i can't do my job yep, if 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 you are not forthcoming with me i can't do my job you know i i can do a tax planner for you based on what i've got but if you didn't communicate that you got a 50% raise this year, it's not, <laughs> that's yeah. not going to make any, any, it's not going to do you any good. Right. So you have to communicate with me about um, things. And, and I always um, end every email uh, with as all, you know, as always, any questions or concerns, feel free to contact me, you know, and I, and I don't, it's not just a flippant thing that I put at the end of every communication. It is true and factual that I want you to communicate with me with, I mean, even if you don't think it's tax related, you never know, you don't know unless you ask. So, right. um, yeah. So tell me, um, how do you, Sherry, how do you define success? Um, security more than anything, being secure in knowing that you're on the right path, that you will succeed, um, having that, uh, security, that respect, that communication with, uh, the people in your orbit in your life with your clients with your colleagues um that to me is success that more than anything um is there anything else that uh, you wish to share that we haven't talked about yet oh we'll be on here forever <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm asked to give a speech <laughs> on accounting and stuff, I'm like, well, what do you want me to talk about? Because uh, there's a lot, you yeah. know, there's there a anything, lot of stuff. Anything that comes to your mind right off the, the bat? I that... mean, if I'm talking to small and medium business owners, people who are trying to make a go of it and, and secure their financial and their family's future, um, get a good lawyer get a good financial planner, get a good accountant and get with people who view that they are part of that team, you know, that the accountant, the lawyer and the financial planner, we could all get on a phone call together like Zoom or something. And um, so, so build your team around you, have a good team that is invested in your success. Because I can tell you from my standpoint, I view my client's success as my own success. Because if they didn't continue to grow and thrive, I really haven't done much for them then. <laughs> when you, you see them do that, it, 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 it brings you satisfaction. It, it does. Yeah. It does. Brings yeah. great satisfaction and pride in knowing that, you know, I'm helping someone else build their dream. Mm -hmm. uh, as I think that that maybe that's the definition that's from more from helping others build their dreams than 
helping yourself mm-hmm. because I think the helping yourself build your dream comes as a byproduct of serving others more than anything out there, you know. So, um, I've only got a couple questions left. Um, um, with your success thus far in your own business, um, what do you see as your biggest problem going forward? Handling growth. I'm sorry. Handling handling the growth. Okay. Um, yeah. At some point, I already know I'm going to have to hire another professional, a licensed like myself. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's scary because it's kind of like handing over your baby to a caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding someone like myself and then, of course, the salary that I will have to pay that person, right. <laughs> you know, so handling the growth is my biggest concern and I want to grow, um, but I have to do it in a way I mean, like, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be um, Crow Chizik or something, you know, or or even H&R Block, which is probably one of the boxed, uh, you know, box stores. Uh, you know, what I tell people, I, I hate to tell people that um, H&R Block is bad because it feels like bashing the competition, but... One of the things is that you're not always sure you've got a licensed professional doing your taxes when you go to a box store like that to get them done. I mean, they have their place, but not if you're in a small business. Yeah. I I think uh, if you're in a small business, you really need you really need that team behind you. Yeah. You know, you you really um, should consider all of the and. Again, the cost is the biggest concern that I see from most of the small business uh, owners or um, entrepreneurial minds out there and um, try to make it so that it's not as big a factor in from from what I do. Uh, But you have to, again, you have to communicate that to your professionals and if, if they're they're like me. They're going to try to work with you because they don't want the cost to be a deterrent to getting the help that you need. You know, I, I know that uh, all of your contact information is at the bottom of the screen, but would you like to share with our audience uh, how that where they can go, what they can do to learn more about you? Um, yeah, I have uh, a LinkedIn page. And so you can learn about some of the things that I've done there. And uh, my website's pretty informative about what my background is and what my philosophies are. Um, I network constantly. <laughs> so uh, so I'm always happy to meet new and interesting people and, and bounce ideas off. Um, I don't know. If, if you've got my phone number and my email address there, just reach out to me. I'm always happy to uh, even if you don't ultimately become a client, and I've said this before, you know, if if you have a concern that's eating at you and you just need a quick 15 minute sounding board, you know, or somebody to say, well, hey, 
hey, you might consider asking this once you get a hold of them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm yeah. happy to do that. Okay. I, I mean, you know, my husband, who's a consummate salesman, he's like, it's like you're sp spilling all your candy in the hallway. That's an old Sandler reference. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't view it that way. I view that goodwill, you know, um, if you if you give people goodwill, goodwill will return to you. Like paying it forward, right? Um, exactly. So. Well, that's awesome, Sherry. Um, and I, I, again, I, I want to thank you for being on the show and accepting the invitation. It's been a great conversation. My pleasure. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, the wrap for today's show. Um, again, this is Better Business, Better Life, uh, building on your success. Again, I'm your Terry DuPont, your host. Come back next week to see next week's uh, episode. We'd love to have you. And do remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it. See you next week. This has been the Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success podcast. If you have questions about creating tax-free wealth and income, forward-looking tax mitigation, strategic risk mitigation, wealth preservation and legacy planning, and advanced financial management, go to DuponAdvisory.com or email Terry at DuponAdvisory.com. 49 faces look to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.